Ike Reese, an outstanding game against this Denver Broncos team. They come in with the number one defense in football, 51 to 23, a 50 burger against the number one team in football. I'm Fran Duffy, joined by NFL former NFL linebacker Ike Reese, and welcome to the post game show presented by Rico. I'm so excited. This game has been ridiculous. It's been a long game. Where do we even start going into the bye eight and one? Well, obviously, eight and one through nine games, an outstanding start uh, for this team. And they just, I don't know, they cease to amaze us week in and week out. I'm thinking this is going to be a tough game, friend. You got the number one defense coming in here. They've lost three straight. Uh, I'm thinking, okay, this may be an ugly game, but the Eagles will pull it out. And I tell you, man, week in and week out, this team comes prepared to play. Credit to Doug Peterson and this staff for getting his team ready to go. Could be a difficult mental game when you're heading into a bye week, uh, facing a team that seems to be out of it. You have nothing seemingly to gain, only things to lose. But this team, like a true championship caliber team, comes in, takes care of business. They don't play down to the level of their competition. They make you raise your game. And guess what? The Broncos cannot raise their level of play to match what the Eagles put on the field. That was one of the things I wanted to ask you right out of the gate. Your, your Eagles teams were known as so being so great coming off a bye. How difficult was it going into a game where you got the bye week on the horizon, you're 7-1, you've got an out-of-conference opponent coming into town who's lost three straight games, quarterback change, everything going on with that team. You've got some division in the locker room. How hard is it to stay focused and say, you know what, we've got to, we've got to go 1-0 this week, come in and just knock this ball out of the park? It really can be a tough mental challenge for the team. But I tell you what, Frank, you don't – like when they kicked off the day, they were already ready to go. You know, this started Wednesday when they put in the game plan. The tone was set in the meeting rooms, out on the practice field. You can tell this, this club came to work every day last week with one thought in mind. We're not losing before the bye week. We're coming in to take care of business next Sunday. And kudos to the coaching staff for getting these guys ready. And then hats off to the players for being able to uh, get laser-like focus, forget about the record of the opponent, show the proper respect to the Denver Broncos. Listen, this team won the Super Bowl just a couple of years ago, and we know how good that defense is. So speaking to a couple of the players throughout the week, you could tell defensively they felt like they had to match what the Denver Broncos were bringing to the table. You know, they weren't taking anything for granted. If, they, if it was going to be difficult for our offense to score against that number one defense, it seemed like our defensive players had the mindset that we weren't going to give up any points either. And that's the way that uh, the game pretty much rolled for three quarters until they gave up a couple garbage touchdowns in that fourth quarter. But hats off to this co coaching staff, starting with Doug Peterson, getting his guys ready and then the players going out there and executing. It can be a mental hurdle for you to overcome when you're looking at a team that you know that you're superior than and you got a bye week coming up. Everyone's been patting you on the back, telling you how great you are. You almost feel like you can just roll your helmet out there and you'll win the football game. But, but that's the different thing about this team, man. Regardless of who they played this week, they've met that challenge. And that's why they sit right now 8-1, and the best record in the NFL. No question about it. And when you look at this offensive performance, because I think defensively going into this game, we kind of expect, you know what, yeah. Brock Osweiler, he struggles coming east. He struggles against teams with winning records, and he's coming off his first start, hasn't played all season long. And then you look at the run game. They've been very, very up and down. And then now you look over to the defensive side and you say, 
hey, they should have some success against yeah. this Denver team. I expected a low-scoring game, like a 26-13 to 13 kind of game. <laughs> yeah. that, was, that was the case in the first quarter. Carson Wentz throws four touchdowns. Jay Ajayi reaches the end zone off a big play. Corey Clement reaches the end zone three times in this game. Talk about this offense performance and the game plan from Doug Peterson. Well, if you look at Carson's numbers, you, you say, okay, I mean, he's a four touchdowns. The game wasn't necessarily on his shoulders today, but he made the plays when they needed to be made. And you talked about that first quarter putting up 20-something uh, points. I mean, the defense gets a turnover. We're able to cash that in for a touchdown. I thought he had pinpoint accuracy for the most part today. Listen, it is tough sledding when you're throwing against this Denver Broncos secondary. They got three Pro Bowl caliber cornerbacks out there, and they got a front four with a future Hall of Famer in Von Miller that likes to get after the quarterback. But I like that the defense gave us short fields to play on, and we mixed it up. You know, we ran the ball when we needed to run the ball, but I thought the play action was the best thing today. And then the play Play to Alshon Jeffrey, right? The touchdown to Alshon Jeffrey early in this game. I hadn't seen that play before, <laughs> and neither had a key to leave. Because when when Carson fakes that ball to Jay Ajayi and basically bootlegs out, Aqib Tlaib didn't know what to do. Alshon takes off, and it's an easy floater touchdown for Carson to Alshon. It's good to see Alshon sort of get himself going the last couple of weeks, three touchdowns for him. But then the, running, then, and then the running game today, I mean, my goodness. You know, Alshon, 11 targets, six catches, could have had a couple more. I mean, Corey Clement, man. I mean, I really am happy for this kid, local kid, yep. Glassboro, three touchdowns a day. Has there been another player that has, that has made the most of the opportunities he, that he's been given this year? This kid, it seems like every time he touches the ball, something positive is happening. He's catching the ball out of the backfield, which he really wasn't known for coming out of Wisconsin. Undrafted free agent. Really am happy to see him having success. And then the J train. Oh, yeah. We got to see a little <laughs> bit of the J train today. <laughs> Jay Ajayi, uh, the new acquisition that we traded for from the Miami Dolphins. He got a few carries in there, got a chance to break one. I mean, Fran, you and I could have ran through that hole that the offensive line opened up for him. One of us. Don't speak yeah. for both of us. <laughs> great blocking from the offensive line on that play there. But it was great to see Jay Ajayi get his first touches and then score his first touchdown of the season right here in Philadelphia. And one of the things that I love just about this entire game plan going in is that we knew that the Denver Broncos were soft against the tight end position. And, you yeah. know, coming into the game, Zach Ertz is questionable. He warms up pregame, and then he's declared inactive. He's out. Does the game plan change? No. They yeah. go out with Trey Burton. They go out with Brent Selleck. Very early in this game, they come out with multiple tight end sets, and they challenge that Denver base defense to say, you know what? Match up to Trey Burton on the outside. Match up to Brent Selleck on the outside. Brent Selleck has a couple key receptions early in the game. And then you've got Trey Burton matched up on linebacker Brandon Marshall on a long touchdown where they knew that they were going to get that matchup, and they ran Trey Burton vertically down the field off a double move. Brandon Marshall had no chance. Carson Wentz delivered a pinpoint accurate throw to the outside shoulder on the move, just an outstanding play. And that all starts with game plan. That goes with Doug Peterson and that offensive coaching staff really just knowing where, where are they going to push their buttons against this opposing defense. And they found a matchup they liked and they exploited it. Yeah, and I love the fact that you mentioned the confidence that the coaching staff has and regardless of who's playing. They talk about next man up mentality. Well, when you lose Zach Ertz prior to the game, that's your number one offensive weapon. Trey Burton has to go in there. And like you said, it didn't change the game plan whatsoever. They 
still wanted to attack those safeties when they had the opportunity with the tight ends, and it was great for us. Well, the energy level at Lincoln Financial Field was outstanding. And for more on what was going on at that atmosphere at Lincoln Financial Field, let's go to Eagles insider Dave Spadaro. Dave, an outstanding game. I don't think anybody really expected 51 points against this Denver defense. What was it like seeing that out in the field? Talk about Carson Wentz and his performance. You know, they, when you come back, Denver goes down the field and kicks a field goal to begin the game, and then the Eagles came, just no flinch, no panic, no, just go down and dissect the defense. And I agree with what you guys are saying. A brilliant game plan once again by the Eagles and this coaching staff that just finds matchups, and then you've got a quarterback good enough to exploit. You've got an offense that's versatile enough to gash you in so many ways. To go 198 on the ground against a run defense allowing three yards a carry. I think five of the first six opponents this year, six of the first seven opponents didn't even average three yards a carry against Denver. So, I mean, just, it, you sit there and you kind of, after a while you go, please don't pinch me. I don't want to wake up from this dream. That That's kind of the way it is at Lincoln Financial Field. Dave, and I thought one of the big things, and Ike and I talked about it just now, was just the mindset of this team and Doug Peterson keeping that team ready, going into a bye week against a team that's lost three straight from another conference. What have you seen from Doug Peterson and the staff and knowing what buttons to push with this team? It's, it's, there's, no, there's no doubt about it. And look, when you go down the roster and talk about all the players having career years, Patrick Robinson, you know, uh, uh, Tim Jernigan, um, Fletcher Cox playing his best football, uh, Brandon Graham playing great football, off at Nelson Aguilar. I mean, up and down the line of Corey Clement comes out of nowhere and has three more touchdowns today. Uh, you know, Stefan Wisniewski is your starter at, at left guard. They don't, they lose Jason Peters and Big V goes in, they don't skip a beat. I mean, it is really remarkable how everything kind of started as I was kind of writing this. It all started on the Jake Elliott 61 yard field goal. <laughs> It just kind of, it, it meant so much that game. It was Carson's first game where he led the last drive points to win the game. Jake makes the field goal. Everybody really started to believe all the way, wholehearted, go all the way in. And now every time they step on the field, they're playing their very best football up and down the roster. It's, you know, I guess I'd never been around. But I certainly got a taste of it in 2004, Ike. Um, when you know that you're a great team and you're going to be a playoff team, you're going to go deep in the playoffs. This is what happens. Everybody raises their level of game. I believe it starts with the quarterback when you have somebody very special, but certainly has made Doug a better coach. It's made Jim Schwartz a better defensive coordinator. They're having a great, just a great run here. Seven straight wins. It's remarkable. Yeah, that run we went on, Dave, back in 2004, a little bit expected run. I mean, we obviously were a proven team, a team that had been in the playoffs several years, conference championship games. Uh, getting T.O. was really like the icing on the cake for us that, that year. This year, with this team, the reason why I'm more impressed with what they're doing is that they're doing it so early in the stages of this unit. I mean, Carson is in his second year. Doug is in his second year as a head coach. Some of the players they brought in this offseason haven't had a whole lot of time to gel together. So to come together the way that they have so quickly, I think it's been remarkably impressive. And I, I mean, it just doesn't happen like that everywhere around yeah. the league where you get a unit to play this well, this fast, and I'm with you. It starts with number 11. That, that, that guy is playing at a whole nother level. You know, I think the number, I don't know if you guys got this number, uh, uh, he is the youngest quarterback in the history of the NFL to have, tw in the history of the NFL, and I think only one of five quarterbacks in the history, but he's the youngest, 
to have 23 touchdown passes and five or fewer interceptions in the first nine games of a season. So he's playing at an entirely different level than anyone we've seen. And finally, I'll say this. 2004, there were a couple of close games in that early run. It was Chicago yeah. was a tough game, Baltimore a tough game. This group has been blowing teams out lately. And, I mean, how do you stay sharp? Well, we'll think about it for a week because the bye week comes at absolutely <laughs> the perfect time. Well, Dave Spadaro, appreciate the time, as always, over from Lincoln Financial Field. We're going to head over to the press conference shortly. I know you've got to run inside to hear from Doug Peterson and Carson Wentz. So thank you very much, Dave. Ike, I think bouncing off of what Dave said, I think you see the momentum that this team is carrying going forward. And I think yeah. going into the bye, it's going to be really big for Doug Peterson and the staff to build on that as they go into this week of rest or rest up. And you know all the things that Doug is saying to the team right now in the locker room. Take care of your bodies, rest up, but stay focused. Come back. We've got Dallas on Sunday night in two weeks. Yeah, I mean, that, that becomes the challenge now for Doug and his coaching staff and for the veteran players on this team, right? You're sitting at 8-1. and one. Nope, you're not going to surprise anybody anymore. You got a week off, so people will continue to talk about you. You're the best team in the league record-wise. Um, now you're going to have to deal with expectations, yep. right? You have these next seven games. Everybody's gunning for you in the NFC, and I'm excited to see how how this team handles it. You know, when you it's a little different when you're flying under the radar and there are low expectations. You kind of use that as a motivational chip on your shoulder. Well, when these guys come back from the break, they're going to find out that they are the hunted now. Everybody's going to be hunting the Philadelphia Eagles, and it's going to make for an exciting November, December, and January. I can't wait. It's been a few years since we had this level of football around here to be excited about, and now we're going to get into the winning months of the National Football League calendar, right? This is the time where the, where, where the games matter most. There's playoff jockeying that will be going on, yep. and it's going to be hard to block out that noise. That's going to be the biggest challenge, right? Staying healthy and then blocking out the outside noise, the adulation, everybody wanting to pat you on the back, everybody wanting to crown you champions before you actually go get it done this team that's the hardest work they're going to have to do talent wise we don't have to worry about that anymore there are no more measuring sticks there are no more barometers you need to live up to with the exception of playing playing up to the level of your expectations every week and listen now they're the hunted that's right it should be it should be fun Hey, well, Doug Peterson, the mindset has always been one to know we're yeah. going to go one to know each and every week and really and like you mentioned these couple months now, November, December, those are the games that people remember. Yes. You know, what you've done now through September and October has been outstanding. Going 8-1, and one, winning seven straight, but now it's about closing this season. So they're going to rest up. We've got a couple guys banged up. I think it's a great time for those guys going to the bye. But like you said, a huge win. Before we get into Dallas and we start talking about moving forward, coming into this game, I think the big concern we all had was Von Miller and this pass rush. And I thought going back to the game plan and the execution of that game plan, they did a great job of really negating what he could bring to the table because you've got the ability to beat the, uh, the right tackle, Lane Johnson, off the edge. And I think that what they did was with the quick game, they got the ball out of Carson's hands very quickly. There wasn't a lot of designed deep shots down yep. the field in this game. And then also moving the pocket, a couple of those plays as well, where they're reading Von Miller. You know, he's going to have the ability to, where he can't be right. On the play you talked about earlier, the touchdown pass to Alshon Jeffrey, they're reading Von Miller at the snap of the ball. And then on the touchdown to Corey Clement, they're reading, uh, they're reading Von Miller off the snap yeah. of the ball. So you've got the ability where he can't be right, and you're really, as you say, you can't block him. 
Let's read them. And now he's, you don't have to block. You don't have to take care of them. You get the ball down the field. That goes back to the game plan that they yep. put together. I mean, listen, when you talk about number 58 being on the other side, you had better account for him every snap. And when you watch this game plan, you know that they wanted to know where number 58 was at. And you said it best. Instead of running away from him, they ran at him. Yep. Uh, they read off of him. You know, that option play to Corey Clement was a nice read play where Von Miller, you got a choice. Either you go out to Corey Clement and, and Carson is going to keep the ball and run up the field, or you're going to try to get to Carson, which we know Von Miller wants to hit the quarterback, and he sucked him in good enough to where he was able to pitch it to Corey Clement, and he basically went in the end zone untouched. That's what you do when you have a defensive player that's as disruptive as Von Miller is. You don't try to go away from him. You go right at him. Yep. You go right at him, make him uh, make decisions as opposed to being free over there. And it wasn't until Lane went out of the game and we had a couple backups in there that Von Miller was even heard from today uh, other than jumping off sides once or twice. So just a real nice game plan. Uh, I, I, in, my, in my mind leading up to these games, right, I try to come up with ways where I think the Eagles are going to lose the game. Just, that's just because I worry uh, throughout the week. And I'm saying to myself, well, the only way they're going to lose this game is if Denver's defense forces a bunch of turnovers. No question. And that's the only way. And I thought the offense did a great job taking care of the football and really not, not playing necessarily conservative against this defense, but being calculated in the shots when they wanted to take the shots. Like you mentioned, the rollouts, the bootlegs, the misdirections. That's what you do to a speed defense. Even Aqib Tlaib. I thought they took Alshon Jeffrey and went right at Aqib Tlaib. Yep. I mean, Alshon, Alshon had 11 targets today, six catches for 84 yards, two touchdowns. Most, I guarantee you, Aqib Tlaib's not used to seeing that much action. Yeah, and I think the other play, too, where you look at the uh, the ability to prey on that aggressiveness from def the yeah. Denver defenses, how many times did Carson draw them off sides? I mean, Shane yeah. Ray, the second-year guy, was off sides a few times. He's got Von Miller a couple times as well. Just the ability to use those hard counts and just steal yards from that defense I thought was great. And you mentioned the ability to go after Aqib Tlaib. But let's focus now on that run game, and namely Jay Ajayi. What were your expectations going this week? We saw, okay, he's going to be in there for a handful of plays. He ended up double digits in carries, which I don't know that many of us expected. Yeah. But what did you see from Jay Ajayi in this game, and was it about what you expected coming out of the game? Yeah, you know, listen, for his first week here, he's only been here for a few days, and to get in there and, and to be able to be productive, eight carries, 77 yards, I was loving it. I wanted to see some more. <laughs> I wanted to see some more of the J train. Uh, so excited about this acquisition. Uh, this isn't just for... This year, these eight games, of course, he's going to be important for this stretch run. But I'm excited about the future with Jay Ajayi as well. I mean, this is a 24-year-old Pro Bowl running back. These guys just don't become available. Yep. And he became available this week for whatever reason. How he jumped on it, we had the picks available to get him here. And this offense was already an explosive offense with the running game. Fourth in the league in rushing prior to today. So to add a guy like Jay Ajayi to this already stacked backfield, I mean, wow, when's the last time we had a backfield like this with – the power, and then Corey Clement, the way he's running the ball yeah. as well. So, man, I tell you, Deuce has his hands full trying to figure out who to put in there to, in the game. And the thing about Jay Ajayi, he's going to be able to play all three downs. No question. So, it, I mean, just a big plus, big acquisition this week. One of my favorite parts of that touchdown was shortly afterwards, and the Miami Dolphins play tonight. Yeah. The, uh, Jarvis Landry, one of the stars of the Miami Dolphins, tweets out, J-Train, 
And you saw, you're like, oh, maybe they, maybe they, he wasn't a big problem in the locker room. <laughs> and know, some of his teammates players, are missing him. The players weren't happy that he was gone. <laughs> believe me, yeah, the players were not happy. You get those two physical backs, and just seeing how this coaching staff is going to be able to incorporate both Jay Ajayi and Legarrette Blunt moving forward, two really big physical running backs. They're built for the second half of this year when it starts to get colder. Yeah. And you can speak as a defender when you have a 225 pound, 230 pound Legarrette Blunt, maybe yeah. 240, 245 pound running back coming down the hole at you, and it's 30 degrees outside yeah yeah it it builds it takes a toll (laughs) yeah a lot of business decisions get made (laughs) by uh, guys in the back seven of a defense when you got to tackle these big boys and you're right when December rolls around here we play up here in the northeast who knows what the weather is going to be like man that's what you want I mean that's what you want big guys that'll punishing that'll wear your defense down as you go through a game and you get to that fourth quarter I'm telling you guys on the defensive side of that ball they're looking for somebody else to make the tackle because they don't want to tackle those big boys well let's shift over now to the defensive side and I've got a great linebacker next to me and we maybe spent 30 seconds talking about defense this entire <laughs> show but uh, this Eagles defense came out and had an outstanding day against Denver and that offense that's been very much up and down Patrick Robinson made an outstanding play that really swung the momentum towards the Eagles' way. At 7-3, he jumps a pass intended for Demarius Thomas and really, and really kind of swings the tide towards the Eagles. Yeah, just a terrible throw by Brock Osweiler. I needed to get that out of there. I mean, that Patrick <laughs> Robinson interception, great job by him. He's been one of the uh, biggest unsung heroes as well this season. You know, struggled in training camp a little bit, even uh, through his own admission, didn't know if he was going to make the final cut. He's here. He's been able to find a niche in his defense as our nickel corner, which we definitely need. And uh, I think he's excelled at that position. You know, we got a nice problem in that secondary when it comes to the corners. A lot of talent, a lot of young guys. And Patrick Robinson, this is a former first-round draft pick, right? You know, he's moved around a little bit from New Orleans to to Indy. And and now coming over here, I think he's found a home playing that that nickelback in this defense with that great front four up there. They're going to disrupt a lot of quarterbacks in the pocket. And these guys on the back end, they're starting to reap the benefits. You know, early in the season, there were some drop balls, some dropped interceptions, things of that nature. You're starting to see those balls being caught now. And I think that's going to bowl well as the season goes on. And the other thing I learned about with those secondary guys, there's competition going oh, on yeah. in that group. <laughs> <laughs> there's competition going on in that group. And these guys, when the ball is in the air, not only do they want to get an interception, they want to take it back to the house and score. Uh, we, we found that out last week when Jalen Mills took it to <laughs> yeah. the house. Those guys are all rooting for each other. It's a really fun atmosphere in that room. And now Patrick Robinson, a huge play. I don't know if it made the cut for the Merrill Cam segment this week, but let's find out. Let's go to see Inside the Booth with Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. What a beautiful play. Set it up with a fake into the belly of a giant, took it back, and went to Jeffrey. 32 yards, touchdown. Play action. Osweiler over the middle. It's intercepted. Robinson. Robinson at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, and out of bounds. Robinson. Running backs are the Broncos are you know, one of the top rushing defenses in the NFL. Obviously, you want to set a tone with running the ball. What do you how much do you think they wanted to make a statement here with that? Um, well, that's, it, it, um, <clears throat> let me start again. Uh, that is a good defense, and that's a good rushing defense. Um, and they're that way for a reason. And, uh, you know, I just think that, that when you hear um, when you hear that all week, you know, you, everybody's got a lot of pride. They want to they do their jobs and do them, do them right. And, and um, you know, it's, it's a good test for our offensive line. And uh, they, they really stepped up to the occasion and uh, 
gosh, they, they rose up and, and did a nice job today. Doug, new, new Zach Ertz, but you still went to your tight ends early. Um, can you describe uh, what was your thinking in regards to, to going to well, it, yeah, it was it was all part of our game plan. I mean, it was all part of our game plan. We wanted to utilize the tight ends. Obviously, we do every week, and and uh, you know we got a lot of confidence in uh, you know in Trey and Brent. And, and uh, listen, they they uh, they do a great job. They do a great job, and, and Justin Peel does a great job of getting them ready to play. And and uh, you know we had to make some some last second adjustments, you know, prior to the game. But you know what? That's that's what as coaches, that's what that's what our job is. You know, to make those adjustments, and and uh, guys were ready to play and. Uh, did a nice job. On a double move, you know, uh, early in the game uh, to the Alshon. Uh, oh, Alshon, okay. Yeah. Uh, take us through that play. I know uh, that Carson throws the ball real well on the move. I mean, just drop it in there. Refresh my memory. The R the R P uh, Oh, yeah, the, the read. Okay, so it's it's just a play. I mean, it's a read option. Um, uh, read the defensive end. It, it just so happened we were on the right hash, so I think Vaughn was over there and, and – uh, uh, we knew their DNs closed a little bit, and and then um, uh, it's just uh, it's something that uh, we, we build into that play. It's something we've it's a day one training camp, day one OTA play, and um, it's just a one step hitch and go, and and we got 21 to bite on the on the play, and um, did a great job throwing the ball on the run, and 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 all Sean getting in the end zone. He's got some explosion, you know, explosiveness, uh, things we saw on film. Um, Again, didn't want to give him a, 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 a big workload, but at the same time, wanted to get him in the game and and uh, see what he could do. And and, and uh, did a nice job for us. Obviously, had the long touchdown run there, I believe, in the second quarter, um, and and uh, did did some really nice things for us. You know, we'll just we'll just keep increasing his workload as as we go. Uh, Carson is, is the first Eagles quarterback to have a stretch of five games with 17 touchdowns like he has. I mean, getting better every week in your eyes. He improves every single week, and, and uh, um, you know the guys around him really elevate their game. They, they, uh, I think we talk about this quite a bit with, um, with 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 great quarterbacks and good quarterbacks that make the other guys really want to play at a high level, and that's and that's what you're doing. It's, it's taking it's a team effort, obviously, offensively. Offensive line has to protect, but he's doing a great job. He knows where everybody's going to be. He he prepares so well each week, and and. Uh, um, it's it's fun to watch him when, when things are really clicking like that and, and to see the guys having having fun doing that. Doug, going back to the Alshon question on the first one, you said that that's been in the playbook. You guys worked on that early in training. I think that's the first time you've seen it. In a game. In a game. Yeah. What made you call the play in that situation? I can't remember the down and distance. Actually, it might have been second. Was it first and ten, second down? I can't remember, but I, I, it's it's a play that it, it just so happened. I mean, I, I, I wanted to put it on the right hash. The ball was on the right hash. Uh, Fifty-eight lines up to our right, and and uh, it was it was one of the plays that, that we had worked on all week. And um, like I said, it's it's something that we've it's been in our playbook. It's actually actually in our tempo package, um, and we we pulled it out this week. Just uh, um, kind of dusted it off and worked on it all week and and executed it to the perfection. Play. Again, same thing. Uh, take advantage of their 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 defensive ends. Um, you know those outside LBs, and and um, um, you know actually we kind of got the idea from Kansas City on Monday night. They did the same thing, um, and uh, you know Carson's very athletic to do it. Corey did a great job, and and again it was on the right hash, exactly what we wanted, and uh, um, credit to our guys for the execution on both of those plays.
What's the struggle to get the seven wins last year? You have eight wins now in, in nine games. Is there personal validation for you at all to get to this point? Uh, you know what? Um, I, I, no. I mean, listen, I I come to work every day. I'm the same guy, and, and, and I just want to win the week. And, uh, um, you know, Last year's last year. Uh, it is what it is. This year's this year. Um, we are where we are because of that that group in the locker room and uh, they're playing with a lot of confidence. They're, they're, they they love to play together. They they practice extremely well during the week and prepare themselves and and they're doing they're doing the little things right and uh, um, that's what you want out of your football team. And then then you know uh, they do that. These these types of games are going to happen and. Um, whether that's validation or not, I you know I, I really don't care. I'm just focused on now this bye week and then, then getting ready for Dallas. How much time off are you giving the players during the bye week, and what's your message to them when they go away? Yeah, I'm gonna give them I'm gonna give them the week, and and uh, you know listen, they 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 talk about having something special, and I want them to 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 remind themselves that this is a this is a special group, and and you know we we've. Uh, we were at eight and one for a reason, and uh, we don't need to go backwards now. So uh, enjoy the time. Uh, we need to get healthy. Uh, we're, this is a good week for us to, to get healthy and uh, make up, make a push, and, and, and get ready uh, for the second half of the season. Are you surprised, like Corey Clement, that the way he continues to develop? I mean, the job he did on the screen today for a touchdown, and second effort runs. Uh, you know what? I'm not because I. You know, when we had him all the way back into rookie camp, you started seeing sort of flashes and, and signs of what, what he was is and, and was capable of doing then and now. And he again, he's another one that that uh, you know we sort of increase his workload each week. And and uh, he's a smart guy. He's he's really picking up the offense extremely well. And he runs hard and he's aggressive. And um, you know he can't do it obviously without the offensive line. But um, yeah, he's one that uh, very very special running back right now, and we'll just keep him keep him coming. Yeah, you know he tried to tried to go on his on his on his leg there, and and just um, you know just didn't feel right. Um, so you know made the decision with with uh, seven games remaining, having to buy a couple you know really a couple weeks here to rest. Uh, just made the decision that that we need him more for the long term than 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 this game, and uh, just decided to keep him out. I just think it comes down to the, the way the guys practice, the way they prepare uh, during the week. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of pride with that offensive line. They kept hearing all week how how good this and this is a good defense. Uh, don't get me wrong, but they kept hearing all week how good you know uh, this defense is. And I think our guys got a lot of pride too, and, and they want to take that upon themselves. And I think the offensive line wanted to um, also kind of rebound too from the week before. I don't think they played necessarily great the week before, and and uh, uh, they were up against a, a good opportunity and a good team this week. And and you know, rose to the occasion. There's a thinking that uh, that the Broncos might move uh, Von Miller around more than they probably did today. <clears throat> how did you think that? How did you think uh, Lane Johnson played today? And um, uh, how how do you think he's played throughout the entire season? I think Lane Lane is listen. Lane's playing playing extremely well. Playing at a high level right now. Um, I think they got to Carson the one time. Um, you know, I think it might have been in the second half. I can't really remember where it was a, a stunt, but he did a great job on on uh, on Vaughn, who's a tremendous pass rusher. And you know, Lane's Lane's one of those guys, man, that that uh, uh, when he gets locked in in his zone, he, he's he's a tough uh, he's a tough tackle. And and 
Um, hats off to him the way he the way he prepares to and the way he practices to, to get ready for guys like like Vaughn Miller. Doug, did they, a lot? they did, they did, and that, you know that's their deal. You know they're going to play a lot of their base defense and rush five, and and uh, you know they also played with a lot of five D linemen in there uh, late in the game, and and just just tried to put pressure on Carson, and um, we did a great job of just uh, you know sort of moving the pocket around a little bit, ball out of his hand, quick throws, you know a little bit of the screen game, and then the ability to run, uh, try to keep him off balance the best we can. Defense is unbelievable. Defense is unbelievable. Takeaways to stop that team. I think they, you know, thirty something yards rushing at the time, and um, they're they're playing. It's it's uh, it's fun to watch our defense right now. Um, they're playing at a high level. Uh, they're playing well together. Pass rushes there, uh, getting after the quarterback and the takeaways, and and uh, it's it's. Uh, it's like they're, you know, it's like the offense. I mean, they get better every week too, uh, playing together. So um, it's fun to watch those guys. I know you thought you would be the start of the season, but feel you are halfway one of the five, exceeding what we thought you might be, surprising. I mean, well, I mean, you'd love to be undefeated going into your bye, but you know, we're not. Um, I mean, you, you, listen, you you have you have those expectations coming out of training camp. You think your team's going to be a certain way, or you you know you you go you look at the schedule and the way we started on the road, you know, and okay, if we can get this, this, and this to fall our way. But listen, these guys, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's it's just a matter of winning the week. Um, and and for us to be at 8-1 right now, I mean, it's a, it's a tremendous uh, credit to the, to the guys and the coaches in the locker room. Hats off to those guys for the way they work, the way they practice, prepare. Um, and standing here today, looking back at it, I'm, I'm not surprised by the way they, by the way they work. Okay. Thanks. All right, so that's head coach Doug Peterson with a victorious locker room. A lot to say after that really dominant win over the Denver Broncos. So we cut away from our Merrill cam, our uh, point-of-view camera inside the booth there with Merrill Reese and Mike Quick. Very much thanks to 94WIP for the access to these radio calls. Let's get back to that piece now for some of the big plays of the game. Ajayi gets no, it's a fake pass to Jeffrey in for the touchdown. What a Wentz beautiful play. set it up with a fake into the belly of Ajayi, took it back, and went to Jeffrey, 32 yards, touchdown. Play action, Osweiler over the middle, it's intercepted. Robinson, Robinson at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, and out of bounds. Robinson took that football away over the middle. Under center is Wentz. Wentz fakes. He rolls, he swings it out to Clement. Clement is at the five, he's in for the touchdown. Beautiful. Wentz is back, Wentz fakes, he looks, he is firing it, and it is caught. Touchdown inside the pylon. Now I'm waiting for the signal, still waiting. It was thrown to Trey Burton. It's Trey Burton and it's a touchdown. It is a touchdown. Wentz again in the shotgun. Wentz comes back to Ajayi again. He's at the 40, he's at the 30, at the 20, at the 15, 10, 5. He dives, and he is in for the touchdown. His first touchdown as an eagle, a 46-yard explosion by Jay Ajayi. You know, when you're listening to Marilyn Mike, it almost feels like you're in the booth with them. So now having access to be able to watch them make those calls, I think is a lot of fun. Yeah, I, I'm telling you, I was jumping up and down the same way they were, and I'm pretty sure 
you know, the voice got a little tired with <laughs> 51 points is a lot of points. Uh, but I tell you, Uncle Merrill, he does a great job. Every touchdown seems like the first touchdown or yep. the game-winning touchdown. No one's more excited for this team than Merrill Reese, who's been here for, what, 40 years almost? Something like that. I don't want to date him. Yeah. And then the great Mike Quick. I mean, that's, that's a great duo right there, those two. <laughs> No question. So uh, let's talk, obviously they were put to, put to work often today because of how successful this Eagles offense was. And there was an interesting quote that came out of the Denver locker room. Chris Harris, who's an outstanding cornerback for that team, told reporters that he felt that the Eagles offense knew everything Denver's defense was going to do from snap to finish. And that's a testament to Doug Peterson. Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, Doug coming over from Kansas City a couple years ago, he's obviously used to facing this team twice a year. And even though they have a new head coach, the defense, the tendency, things of that nature, what they like to do on that side of the football, he's very familiar with. And he understood where the weak spots would be in that defense. Listen, it wasn't an offensive day where – uh, Carson just shredded the defense left and right. Uh, it was up and down for him. But the fact that they – the thing I was most impressed with was the amount of success we had running the football against this defense. They were right behind the Eagles and rushing defense allowed in this season. And to, to put up 197 yards against this defense – Man, that's that's taking another team's will, right? As a, as a former defensive player, when a team is running the ball down your throat like that, man, that's that's pretty much saying we're gonna bully you, even though you know what's coming. You can't do anything about it to yep. stop it, and that's the way these running backs ran today. All three guys, Corey, uh, Jay Ajay, and and Legarrette Blunt, when they had opportunities to run the ball, they ran downhill. Uh, this is a, against a physical defense that loves to tackle, come up and hit you. And I, I thought we did an outstanding job in the running game. Can I say the moment where I knew the game was over? And I, I, it was 31 to nine at this point, so I wasn't like going out on a limb. It wasn't like a hot take, yeah. but. Coming out of the second half, the Eagles get the football and they run the ball so well in that opening drive. I said, Denver's done. Yeah. Their, their will is gone, to put it, you know, to take your words. They, they really, I thought, took it to one of the best run defenses in the NFL. Denver was the only team in the league, Ike, that didn't allow a rushing touchdown through the first eight weeks of the season. The Eagles reached the end zone three times today on the ground, so it really goes to show the kind of success that they were able to get. We talked about that Jay Ajayi run. We're going to break that run later on uh, down on the show with Greg Cosell in the Rico Review. But uh, you see that long run from Jay Ajayi, really solid, steady runs there from Corey Clement. They were able to get LeGarrette Blunt downhill a number of different times in this game. So you're talking about that Eagles offensive line, the physicality they've shown, even with backups in the game. Lane Johnson comes out. You already had Halapula Vadi Vaitai in, but now you put Isaac Sayamalo in at right tackle, your third, your fourth tackle really yeah. entering the game, and they're still able to control the clock and run the football. Yeah, I, I think you brought up a great point. That, that first drive coming out of the locker room really broke the will of the yeah. Broncos. If they had any any hope of putting up a fight in that second half, the Eagles basically doused that with that first drive. I mean, to go down and score seven-plus minutes on the drive, I mean, that's how you come out of the locker room saying, we're not taking our foot off the gas pedal. We're going to put our foot on your throat and basically bury you this half with this first drive. And that's what the Eagles were able to do. And from that point on, the Broncos really were looking for the exit door. Yeah, and when you go on the other side of it, you flip the coin in the Eagles' defense, 
1.8 yards a carry in this game. They allowed the, the, the Denver offense. I mean, they shut down, whether it was Devontae Booker, whether it was Anderson, no matter who was carrying the football for this Denver offense, the Eagles defense really came to play. Not that we expected anything less because this was the best rushing defense in the entire NFL entering the week. But if you were going to beat this Denver offense, you had to make them one-dimensional, force Brock Osweiler to beat you. That's exactly what they did. They stopped the run, and then you turn it around, three sacks, two picks on Brock. Man, this defense plays with an attitude, with a disposition of nobody's running the ball on us. No. And when you stop the run, you're basically playing bully ball. And that's what this Eagle defense wants to do. They want to make every offense they face one-dimensional. You're not going to run the ball on this defense. Malcolm Jenkins with the personality of it's not happening. Those guys set the tone up front. That defensive line, Tim Jernigan, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Vinnie Curry, that's been outstanding against the run this year. Several tackles for losses. I, I honestly believe, and we can check the numbers to, to look back, but I know for a fact the defenses I played with under Jim Johnson, we never had a run defense this good. Never had a run defense this good. And I would, I would dare to say it's the best run defense that's been around here. You got to go back to uh, Buddy's days yeah. or either Bud Carson, that 1991 Green, defense, yeah. to have a run defense. We played great pass defense uh, under Jim Johnson, but running, uh, stopping the run wasn't necessarily our primary goal. Stopping the pass, not giving up touchdowns was our primary goal. This team refuses to let anybody run the ball against them. I think they like the fact that they are number one against the run in the league. They yeah. know that, and they go in there every week saying, not on our watch, you're not running the football. And it's, it's a beautiful thing to see because when you stop the run like that, that's a mentality that permeates throughout that whole side of the football. And it's a nasty attitude you want to play with and you want to have. It's intimidating. It really is. When, when you force a team to say, nah, we're going to throw the ball today and then go up against that defensive line in the pass rushing mode, man, I just think, I just think we got something special that they're building on right now with the way that they're playing defense. And that's how you win in, G in December and January. You had better be able to stop the run. Yeah, run defense travels. When you when yes. you go into the playoffs and you have to go on the road, and right now the Eagles team won't have to go on the road if they were going to the <laughs> playoffs. That? But uh, really that's something that carries with you. And when you look at this defense, the energy that they play with and that fanatical pursuit of the football, we see it in all the mikings each week. You know, you mic up Nigel Bradham last week against San Francisco, and you just see the energy. Fletcher Cox and Brandon Graham – Jalen Mills, Roddy McLeod, Malcolm Jenkins, those guys are flying to the football yeah. nonstop, and you just see that relentless pursuit of excellence on that defensive side. And I think we're shooting Eagles game plan this week, and, you know, we have a lot of fun when we're, when we're shooting Eagles game plan. And John Clark busts out a stat, and I think all of us kind of raised our eyebrows. Kareem Hunt is the only running back on the Eagles' schedule that has rushed for more than 40 yards, a single player. Yeah. And he did all that on basically one carry. One carry, yeah. So if you took that one carry out, yeah. They haven't given a 40-yard rusher all season long. Just a ridiculous performance by this front seven, even despite the injuries. You had Fletcher Cox out for a couple games. You've missed now Jordan Hicks for a couple of games. Yeah. And you, Vinnie Curry was out for a little bit in this game. You've seen mix, uh, mix and matching of personnel, but still the same result. This defense is really, really solid up front. Yeah, and it's because I believe – the attitude starts in practice, the way that they practice. They've already made up their minds that they aren't going to allow anybody to run the football on us. We're going to force you to throw the ball against our pass rush, but you will not run the football. And it starts up front. It starts up the middle. You mentioned not having Jordan Hicks. That certainly 
could have hampered this defense, but Nigel Bradham has been able to move in there. Joe Walker uh, has been yeah. able to play as a young player uh, against the run. Michael Kendricks, the Angry Bird, one of my favorite players, have he, he's reemerged uh, in this defense. And when you watch them swarm to the football, that's how you play great run defense. You know, a runner may get through that line of scrimmage, but what you what you aren't seeing is 10-yard, 15, 20-yard runs from running backs. And that's because you're getting so many people to the football. If one guy misses a tackle, there are two or three guys right there to clean it up for him. So you mentioned not really since that Kareem Hunt run, yeah. which came in the second half, really on a play where one of our linebackers kind of over-pursued over, uh, a gap, no and he was able to come out of the back door. And I think they took that personal and said they're not going to let that happen again. Uh, it's really been a, a, a pleasant surprise to watch them play this style of defense. And me being a defensive guy and with so much going on with Carson Wentz and the offensive side of the ball and all the hoopla and adulation over there, and rightfully so, it's good to see that defense just handling their <laughs> business week in and week out. And talking to, uh, talking to Jalen Mills earlier in the week, you know, they had to answer questions about this Bronco defense all oh, yeah. week and how great they were. So as a good def defensive unit themselves, you sort of get tired of hearing about that. You get yeah. tired of hearing about how great the defense is for the other team. And it reminded me of that Carolina game on Thursday night when they had to hear about how good Carolina's defense was. So the defense sort of takes it as a challenge, like we play good ball on this side of the football too in midnight green. And so I think they go into every week trying to prove they are the best defense in the league. Let me ask you a question. I'm going to ask you to, to kind of take your radio hat off and put your team captain hat on. Yeah. And you, you're looking at this team, and you're in this locker room now. You're eight and one. You're going into the bye. How difficult is it to maintain that focus and maintain that steadfast focus on winning one one game at a time and looking ahead? Where, as opposed to you know, kind of t telling or letting everybody tell you how good you are yeah. and hey, you're the number one seed. You're you're, you're going to be uh, you know the road's going to go to through the Super Bowl to Philadelphia. How do you stay focused now? How do you keep your teammates focused? It's difficult. You try to remind them. And I know at, after this, uh, after, the, after the game in the meeting, yeah. you probably had veterans uh, trying to remind everybody, be smart. Yep. Remember, we still got a season left to play. You want, you want them to know you go and enjoy yourself on the break, but make sure you keep in the back of your mind that we still have a goal that we're trying to achieve. And what's going to be interesting with this team, I mentioned it when we were talking to Dave, this team, this core of guys, don't necessarily have an extensive pass together. You know, the difference with the teams that we played on, we had been in the playoffs year in and year out, so we kind of knew how to handle everything. This is really the first year of success for this core group of guys. And this will be the biggest challenge for them is on their bye week, whether some go back home, the younger guys may decide to go back to school. Everybody's going to tell them how great they played the first half of the season. Everybody's going to tell them that no team in the NFC, possibly the NFL, can beat them. They got to block that stuff out. All right. So uh, from what I'm sure he's going to get asked about this, let's go over to Carson Wentz across the street at Lincoln Financial Field. Yeah, it was a great effort. Um, the beautiful thing about what we did today is we were balanced. Uh, we spread the ball around the way we did, um, both in the run game and in the throw game. Um, you know, Zach went down. Obviously, we, we thought Ertz was going to be ready to play, and uh, we didn't miss a beat. You know, we had Selick and, and Trey step up and make some big plays, and um, that's just how we're wired. That's how we're built. Next guy up, and 
shooting and the O-line. I mean, hats off to them. It's that D-line, um, that front seven. I hear all about them, and that's a great defense. So our O-line really handled some business today, and it was a, it was a good team win. Carson, what was the plan with Jay, and did you guys adjust that plan during the game? Yeah, no, we had a we had a pretty good idea how we'd want to utilize him in the in the running game um, with some of our simple stuff and um, you know he I mean he's picked up on things pretty quickly. He's a smart kid, so um, it, was, it was sweet to get him in, get him on that long run, get him going early. Um, you know he, he's a talented back, so it was cool to be able to spread the ball to him, to Legarrett, to Corey today, Wendell at the end. You know I think just having those guys um, makes my life a lot easier. How awesome was it to see come in and within five days you know? Have a big role. Yeah, it's impressive. I mean, it's a hats off to him. You know, he came in with a he wanted to work attitude right away, and um, that was great. To, great to see. Um, great communication. He fits in well in the locker room and everything as well. So, uh, like I said, he's a smart kid, so he's picked up on things pretty quickly. Um, and like I said, huge to, to see him get that that big score. Of course, the first touchdown to uh, Alshon. Can you take us through that? The read and uh, why yeah. it worked so well. Yeah, it was just his own read, um, his own read play with that little tag to Alshon there. So he knew. Um, Talib's a pretty aggressive corner, so with that action, you know, I just knew I had to just get enough time um, to let Alshon win, and, and he did the rest. Carson, we're hearing from a couple Broncos defensive players saying it seemed like you guys on offense knew what they were running on defense. Is that something all week preparation or even in-game as well? Did you feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I think we felt really confident in our, in our plan. Um, and then the looks that they were showing us, you know, we, we study the tape every week, you know, you, you dive into it. Um, and with some of the blitz pickups and everything today, we felt uh, really confident and, and it worked. It worked out. And um, yeah, we just, we had a great plan and we executed it well. You talked before about how each week having multiple options, having multiple ways to beat defenses is key to this offense. Um, you know, changes had a little more facet to it. You know, how can you guys yeah, I think that's first of all just what makes us tough to defend because we can spread it out. And the, the best part about it is we have a ton of unselfish guys. You know, any week it's somebody different, um, and no one really cares who it is. You know, as long as we're winning games and making plays, um, we just have a bunch of unselfish guys, and we we do feel we can keep spreading the ball around, spreading the love like that, um, and making plays. To be in at one at your bye week, um, how's that sound to you? Yeah, I mean, it feels good. You know, it feels good, especially coming off a big win like this um, at home, you know, against a great defense offensively to put up what we did today. Um, you know, we we've obviously feel like we have some momentum and uh, we're going to enjoy this. We're going to relax and kind of get away and then come back ready to go. What stands out with the way Doug's calling plays right now and keeping defenses uh, off balance? You nailed it. He keeps them off balance, you know, just with, with the, the nakeds that we do, the sprint outs, the drop back, the quick game. Um, we have a bunch of different running sets and everything as well. We did some unbalanced today. Um, we just mix it up so well. And, you know, being able to mix it up well like that and like I already talked about, spread the love the way we do, um, I, just, I think it makes us really tough to defend. What was Clement had three touchdowns today um, for a rookie. Uh, and I guess he was the first option for all of those. I mean, how much has he grown yeah. in this offense to the point where you're comfortable? Yeah, he's grown a bunch. You know, seeing Corey all through even training camp, you know, he's just a guy that, that wanted to work, wanted to learn, you know, and he's um, just always ready whenever his number's called. And today, um, he made the most of them. He made the most of them. And, and he's a heck of a back, heck of a player, a heck of a teammate as well. You know, I just love seeing those backs celebrating when their other guy scores. You know, that's just the culture that we have. That's just the relationship they all have. And um, it's pretty special to be a part of. What was, what was the key to beat the Blitz? Yeah, I mean, we first of all we studied it. We had a pretty good idea of 
how we wanted to call protections. You know, we did some some chips and some different things to um, kept the tight end a couple times, did some different things, and um, then they kind of got the ball out fairly quick as well. So uh, I thought we did a good job of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. We're, we're never going to settle. Um, like I said, we're going to enjoy this this break that we have, um, but we're going to come back. You know, we've we got a good Dallas team to, to go up against next, and, um, yeah, we're, we'll never settle. There's always things to learn from on the film. How well did you Personally, um, you know, there was definitely some plays we want back. Um, there always is. Um, but I thought I thought we executed as an offense pretty well. We stayed pretty efficient. We had a couple drives that, that we definitely would want back. Um, but you know, overall, I thought we were efficient and able to spread the ball around pretty good. How much did you practice to you know, run option play? Um, oh, the, the, the speed option. Yeah, yeah, that was part of the plan. Um, we practiced that um, a little bit in training camp, but but not a lot. And just this week, we, we got some good reps at it, and um, it worked out. Why weren't it? Work. Yeah, yeah. Just the way they set their front and down in the low red zone, the way they kind of called their defense. Uh, we knew it was just you know just read him, make the right read, and it's going to be a touchdown. You threw four touchdowns against a lead the league in touchdown passes. Did you expect this kind of production this season? Yeah, you know, at the end of the day, I don't touchdowns, whatever. I mean, that's all great, but being eight and one is what it's all about. You know, I didn't really know what to expect with how stats, all that stuff, that doesn't really matter. Um, but I will say I've always had high expectations for myself, for this team. Um, so we're fortunate where we're at. With birds, did you have to adjust anything that you did? Um, just some formations and stuff. Um, I think formationally um, and personnel-wise, just pregame, you know, we had to just kind of make some tweaks, but um, nothing too major. You know, I think having Selleck, having Trey, um, those guys, first of all, they're smart, so they, they know kind of everyone's position, so that helps. You can just plug them in, but um, not only are they smart, they're talented. So they were always, they were ready to go. They've always been. Um, they made some big plays today. On the touchdown to Trey, Zach said that he knew it was a touchdown before the yeah. play even started. What did you see from that matchup? Yeah, they just they ran a linebacker out there to cover Trey on the slant and go, and we knew we had a mismatch there from from, from early on, and uh, Trey did the rest. What's that? What are you doing on the uh, Just relaxing, maybe get a little hunting in, you know, hang out. Um, yeah, we'll we'll be uh, we're excited to get back though. Is that the right time for you? Know, kind of wish Marty kind of wish that want to keep this going, or is this the right time for everybody right now? I think it's a good time. You know, I think it's a good time just being in the middle of the season. I think we're fortunate this year, kind of where our bye falls, um, just for me- mentally and physically, um, to kind of just get away, get get refreshed, and so we can come back and, and make our run. You okay? I mean, you got dropped hard a couple times. So. Yeah, I'm great. Come at the right time for you too. I'm great. I'm great. <laughs> Fortunate. I'm fortunate this being this far in the year. Obviously, I've taken some some hits today. There's really just the one. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm fortunate that I'm, I'm feeling great. How, how comfortable now are you? You're gonna ask this with Doug. Yeah. A lot of times, yeah. A lot of times, yeah. I mean, the relationship Doug and I have. Um, I just have a lot of confidence in the way he calls things, um, and and we obviously we've talked about it before, but him and I are meeting up quite a bit and just dropping ideas to each other. So um, yeah, I have a really good really good feeling of how he's going to call the game, and uh, when he stays to it, obviously like today, good things happen. Are you paying attention to what, uh, what Goff's doing? And did you guys build a relationship there? Yeah, we did. We built a relationship. Um, 
during, I mean, we have the same agent. I think that's been documented. But, um, you know, last week when we played the Niners, we had some crossover film. And I, I shot him a couple texts. And um, he's a great dude. And now he's playing well. I'm not sure how they did today. But, um, yeah, he's playing well. So I'm happy for him. Yeah, I think we can just keep getting better. I mean, at the end of the day, um, Alshon kind of every week, you know, the biggest thing with him is, first of all, he's unselfish. Um, second of all, even when the, the weeks he's not getting the ball, I mean, he's drawing the attention. He's drawing the best corner. He's drawing some um, cloud safety, some different things. So, um, but yeah, with, with Alshon, with Jay now, and just, again, the way we can spread the ball around, um, I think that'll make us even more dynamic going forward. Thanks, Carson. Thanks, everybody. So a lot to unbutton there from quarterback Carson Wentz. My favorite part, Ike, was talking about Jay Ajayi and the preparation and just the fact that he arrived, he had his head down, he wanted to get to work and really kind of prove those Dolphins wrong, the team that traded him. Uh, what was your takeaway ultimately there from Carson? Uh, I mean, listen, this, here's a guy that <laughs> seems like everything is going well for him. And I, I just love the way that he, he keeps that laser-like focus uh, he never gets too high, never gets too low. And that's really the tone that's being set for the team. I mean, it starts with the quarterback and the way that he approaches the game. Everyone's going to follow his lead. Just so impressed with this young man to only be in his second year and to have been able to not only have the success he's having on the field, but I think the impact that he's having in the locker room, that he's having away from the game in the meeting rooms is really the thing that I've been most impressed with. It's rare that you get a young guy from a small school like North Dakota State come into a building and really change the atmosphere in the building. And you you work here every day and you see it more than anyone that this kid has really set the tone for everyone in this building. And that's a good thing because when you're a quarterback of his magnitude and of his caliber, you should be the one that's setting the tone and, 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 and having everyone follow your lead. So uh, for him to be as young as he is, it's so impressive, the maturity level, uh, the focus that he has, and the fact that he wants everyone included. This is a guy that's not about me, 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 me. It's about everyone else. And getting Jay Ajayi in here in the first week, working with him, making sure he's caught up with everything and making sure they're on the same page, that just goes to show you that a guy like Ajayi comes in here and not to speak out of turn about anything that's going on in anybody else's locker room, but just knowing the quarterback that's down there in Miami from afar, <laughs> he ain't Carson Wentz. No. Let me just put it that way. He ain't Carson Wentz. So um, nothing surprises me at this point with Carson Wentz and his approach to the game. It's the reason why he's having the success that he's having. But more importantly, it's the reason why he's able to sustain that level of success and have the impact on his teammates because he puts the work in first and foremost and everybody sees it. So the Eagles are getting ready to head into their first break, and we're actually getting ready to do the same. We're going to go into our first commercial <laughs> break, but that means that we have to say goodbye to all of you watching on Facebook and on Twitter. Don't be mad at me, though. Just go over to the Eagles app. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com. You can tune in on the rest of the show. We've got a lot of analysis coming your way, so make sure you tune in after this break.
see what's happening at your local Acme. Better sale prices, superior service, and great quality products. Cleaner, friendlier, fresher. Like fresher meat and seafood. And fresher produce and hundreds of organics. And our butchers cut our USDA Choice Lancaster beef in store every day. So stop in, shop, and see for yourself why Acme is just better. Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Finding the end zone is his specialty. In fact, he's found it over 17 times already today. He is a professional football watcher because he has NFL Red Zone from NFL Network on Xfinity. He catches every touchdown from every game Sunday afternoons all season long. Become a pro fan only with Xfinity. Switch to an X1 triple play and add the sports entertainment package to get NFL Red Zone. Call or go online today. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. What can you do with two bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches for $5 from Dunkin'? Settle a debt. Make a friend? Save the day. Or keep them both for this handsome devil. With two bacon, egg, and cheese sandwiches for $5, the future is in your hands. America runs on Dunkin'. McDonald's introduces the new Buffalo Bacon Signature Crafted Recipe. Enjoy this sandwich on your choice of butter, buttermilk crispy chicken, grilled artisan chicken, or quarter-pound beef patty. I'm loving it. All right, so we've got a lot still to kind of unpack from this game. And one of the things we definitely want to look at was that Jay Ajayi long touchdown run. The J train was set loose in Philadelphia on Sunday afternoon, and everybody was happy to see it. Let's go over to the Rico Review with Greg Cosell from NFL Films. Thanks, guys. Hey, one thing everybody was excited to see was Jay Ajayi, the newest Eagle. He's been one of my favorites since I watched him coming out of Boise State. He's tough, physical, he can get to the perimeter, and he scored on a touchdown run right at the end of the first half to make it 31-9. That really put this game away. It was the fourth touchdown against the number one ranked defense in the NFL coming into this game. And what you're going to see here is basically, I think it's an inside zone type run, but because of the nature of the front by the Broncos, you're going to see Jason Kelsey right here with a little bit of a fold block. He's going to work around. Looks like he's pulling, but it's really a fold block. So what that does, and this is the critical block at the point of attack, is Wisniewski right here on the defensive tackle. This is an absolutely critical block. If he doesn't make this block, this play does not happen. So let's clear it and take a look right now as we watch this. Let's run it right here. Oh, that is beautiful. There's the block we're speaking about by Wisniewski. That block has to happen because then what you get, you get Kelsey. He's able to work around to get into the second and third level. You get Brooks. He gets to the second and third level. He's going to end up taking out two. So this is really well executed, well done. We can run it now. There's Ajayi with the left sideline now 
totally clean, really, really well done. Ajay scores on a long run. As we said, this came at the end of the first half, and what this did was really wrap up the competitive phase of this game. I, I don't know about you, Ike, but to me, that was one of the biggest plays of the game and something that I was really hoping we would see was a big run from Jay Ajayi. And then when you look at his acquisition, to me, all these other teams around the league, and you talk about all these other playoff contenders, they're all kind of licking their wounds right now. Everybody, it's a battle of attrition at this point. The Eagles are going into the bye, and on the outside of that, they're going to be get, becoming a better football team because now you're going to have Jay Ajayi off a full complement of the playbook. You're going to have the return of Ronald Darby, we hope, uh, coming out of that. You're going to have Zach Gertz back fully healthy. All these guys that are kind of nicked up are going to get fully healthy. Potentially rookie corner Sidney Jones coming out of that. So as other teams get weaker, the Eagles are going to be getting a little bit stronger on the other end of this. Yeah, and adding Jay Ajayi uh, to this mix, I just think he brings an explosive dimension to the offensive side of the football from a running game perspective. And LeGarrette Blunt has done a fantastic job with the carries that he's been given so far this year. Corey Clement uh, been outstanding in his surprising role. But Jay Ajayi, Ajayi is a Pro Bowl running back that was fourth in the league in rushing last year, had three games of 200 plus yards rushing and for whatever reason he became available at the trading deadline due to the Miami Dolphins wanting to move on from him I'm not even so sure the Eagles were out looking for Jay Ajayi just because you don't get that caliber of player to become available in the middle of a season and so there's a working relationship there between Mike Tenenbaum and Howie Roseman they've done business in the past so they're able to work something out we had the picks available to get Jay Ajayi and not only do I love this for the rest of the season he's certainly going to help as they move down the rest of the season but this was a move that was made for the future as well. He's on his rookie deal. He'll be here for a full year next year, highly motivated, ready to go. And I believe they acquired a three-down running back that has explosive ability, has the ability to take the, play, uh, take the ball to the house like we saw there. You give him a little bit of a hole, and he's going to be able to run through it. And we didn't even get to see his, uh, his, uh, his run-breaking tackles. Yeah. I mean, how did I? Break his, tackles. Yeah, his ability his to break tackles. Break, breaking tackle ability? Yeah, that, that, that's what I meant to say. We didn't even get to really <laughs> see that today. Just wait until we see that yeah. in December. Uh, really happy about the acquisition of Jay Ajayi. Yeah, and I think, too, it just kind of mirrors some of the other acquisitions that Howie Roseman and his team have made over the course of the offseason. You know, you have a, a hole at defensive tackle with the departure of Benny Logan. Let's find a defensive tackle, sure, but how about we get a young, budding star in Tim Jernigan? Oh, we have a hole at corner? Oh, instead of trading for an older vet corner or picking someone off the street. No, we're going to trade for Ronald Darby, who not only can help us in the short term, but also can be re-signed long term. And just like Jernigan and just like Jay Ajayi, now, you didn't just find Band-Aids to kind of say, okay, we're good for now, but we need to worry about it in the future. You've got people that can now help, help you in the short term and the long term, and that's one of the other things that I love about this Jay Ajayi pickup. It's a lot of exciting things going on with this Eagles team. Yeah, I mean, and that, that's a big key point you mentioned about some of the other young players they brought yeah. in. They brought in guys with the exception of Tim Jernigan uh, that are still on under contract. 
I know Tim, his deal is up at the end of this year, but the Eagles will have the ability to bring him back if they so desire. But they brought in a mixture of veterans. You brought in LeGarrette Blunt. You brought in uh, Alshon Jeffrey, Torrey Smith, Chris Long, all guys that are contributing to the, to the uh, success that this team is having. But they've also been able to replenish some of the young talent and set themselves up for the future with the acquisition of Jernigan, Darby, and now Jay Ajayi. Just a masterful, just masterful moves being made by uh, Howie Roseman, Joe Douglas, in the front office, giving the coaching staff the the players that they need that they can be successful, and not only that, bringing high character guys yeah, in here. No question. And I know uh, Jay Ajayi it may have been baggage on him somewhere else. But here, this is a winning culture. It's a great locker room with great leadership. And he's already talked about how excited he is to come in and just contribute to what they've already started here. That's the type of mentality you want when you bring in new guys. Not guys that want to come in and get all the recognition, yeah. but guys that want to come in and add to what you've already started here. Yeah, you've put that money in the bank with the yeah. character that they've already instilled in the locker room. All right, we're going to take one more break, and then we're going to answer – the question of the day, I think everybody is excited. It's why you're still watching. You want to know who are the nominees for the Toyota Player of the Week. We're going to find that out, and we're going to look at the upcoming schedule right after this break. Don't overpay for your diamonds. For more than 30 years, Golden Nugget Jewelers has been cutting and polishing the most beautiful ethical diamonds in the world and selling them at factory direct prices. We are proud to be the only authorized dealer in Philadelphia for Takori, Baraggio, and Michael M. And a proud partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. Check out our five-star reviews online. Then visit us on Jewelers Row and see why we sell more loose diamonds than any other retailer in the tri-state area. Golden Nugget Jewelers, where Philly gets engaged. Duncan has lots of fall favorites to root for. Maple pecan, pumpkin, maple sugar bacon. But on game day, we root for one team. One team, baby. Win the fall, folks. Simply write checking from Santander Bank. Just make one deposit, withdrawal, transfer, or payment each month to waive the monthly fee. And there's no minimum balance. You're all right with Simply Write Checking from Santander Bank. Now is your chance to vote for the Toyota Player of the Week. Go to PhiladelphiaEagles.com slash Toyota Player of the Week to cast your vote and get a chance at a brand new Toyota. And now for your first nominee behind door number one, of course, number 11, the franchise quarterback, Carson Wentz, a huge day against this Denver Broncos defense, 15 to 27, 199 yards, four touchdowns. Long way towards a 50-burger against this defense. Holy yeah. smoke. This kid every <laughs> week, four touchdowns, 23 on the season. Um, sometimes you got to pinch yourself 
to, to, to wake up and realize just how good we have it right now with Carson Wentz as the quarterback of this franchise. Just so many more of these days to come down the road. He's a nominee every week, Fran. I mean, is he, I think he's in this category every week. He's, he's got to be. <laughs> I, he makes plays every single week that, yes. that just make you go, wow. Yes. Whether it's, whether it's him moving in the pocket, little things. Like even late in the two-minute drill, late in the first half, he makes a throw over a defender to Alshon Jeffrey along the sideline. That makes you just say, like, How, is he a human? Is he a robot? Like, what, yeah. what is going on with this kid? Just outstanding. And you just saw a lot of the big plays that he had in this game. A really outstanding performance from Carson Wentz in this game. All right, let's get to our second nominee, and I think this guy is very much well-deserving. Rookie running back Corey Clement, 12 carries, 51 yards, two touchdowns on the ground. He adds one catch for 15 yards and a touchdown through the air. His career day so far, and he does it in front of a home crowd, which is great, obviously from Glassboro, New Jersey. So he got lots of friends and family in yeah. attendance there for the rookie running back. If he's smart, he's not buying tickets. You make those family members <laughs> buy their own tickets, man. He was undrafted. This is my vote. He, he gets my vote, friend. Uh, guy's just been outstanding when called upon. Three more touchdowns for him today. Didn't, I mean, was a serious long shot to make this roster when training camp began. But he's done nothing but impress every time he touches the ball. Three touchdowns for him today. I got to give him my vote. He gets my vote this week, Frank. All right. Well, maybe if you go online, again, to PhiladelphiaEagles.com, <laughs> Toyota Player of the Week, you can then win a Toyota. I don't know if you know what your car situation <laughs> I don't is. I think but... I'm eligible, <laughs> but, yeah, he gets my vote, though. All right. So let's get go behind door number three here for our only defensive option in today's game, and that's cornerback Patrick Robinson, who was just outstanding. Two tackles in the day. Doesn't do him any justice. One interception, two passes defended. I'll tell you what. The score is 7-3. to three. The Denver Broncos had scored on their opening drive. We come down, we score a touchdown, and then you get this play from, or not exactly this play, but you see Patrick Robinson go and pick a pass off and really just help turn the tide for the Philadelphia Eagles. And it was just an outstanding way to get momentum going in their way, an outstanding read on the football. I'm going to break it down in the All-22 review with Greg Cosell tomorrow. But you just saw those instincts and that veteran leadership from Patrick Robinson on that play. Yeah, got to be impressed with the way Patrick Robinson has played this year. We talked about him earlier coming out of training camp, unsure of his role on this team, has found his niche as the nickel uh, uh, defensive back in this defense. It seems to be in the right place at the right time every week. Uh, he's certainly deserving. He and Corey Clement, I mean, talking about two guys that prior to this season, if you would have said back in July, would they even be on this roster? Most people would have probably guessed that they would not have been on the roster. And both have played huge roles uh, that they've been given and seem to be in the right spot all the time. Really impressed with Patrick Robinson this year. It's kind of like a microcosm of this whole Eagle season, yeah. right? Like if you had said back in training camp that Patrick Robinson was going to be winning Toyota Player of the Week <laughs> against the Denver Broncos where he scored 50 points. Yeah. You just said that's a long shot with the 8-1 Eagles. Well, guess what? That's exactly where that's we're at right happening. now. Patrick Robinson, I mean, you said it earlier, he may not have been made the team yeah. uh, coming out of camp, and he has just been outstanding both inside and outside for this Eagles defense. All right, let's take a look now at the next few games coming up, and it's really going to be a, a really tough stretch for this Eagles offense, Ooh. but let's first take a look at the Eagles' upcoming schedule presented by NFL Ticket Exchange, powered by Ticketmaster. For the only 100% verified way to buy or sell NFL tickets, visit NFLTicketExchange.com, and you see – there's a few one. There's a few games in there, Ike. That, yeah, we're eight and one. 
But this season can turn still because you've got a couple of really big road games, four out of the next five on the road. What are your initial thoughts looking at the, the final part of the schedule here? Yeah, you're talking about teams that are still fighting for their playoff lives. We finally get a chance to see the Cowboys. We know what that, what that game means to everybody in the Philadelphia area. So when we come back from the bye, we'll be there prime time on Sunday night. Bears, a better defense than people give them a lot yep. of credit for. You know, they're struggling on offense, but they play hard on defense. And the key thing there, Fran, is three of those four games are on the road. Yep. Back to back in uh, LA and Seattle, you got to play three straight. Uh, I mean, that's four out of five. Four I'm sorry, five. four yeah. out of five games that are on the road, three straight on the road. That's going to be a difficult stretch. The Giants, you know, as a divisional opponent, they'll want to play spoiler. This is where the real season begins, yeah. right? They come back after the bye week. Those final seven games against teams, at least five of them will be fighting for playoff positioning yeah. somewhere, keeping their playoff hopes alive. And the Eagles, the thing that we have to hope and I have confidence in is that they haven't peaked, yep. right? They're 8-1. and one. You hope they still have good football, a lot of good football left in them to play because those teams will be playing their best football when they come back for the second half. The Eagles have to make sure that they're able to match that intensity of some of these desperate teams they're going to wind up facing when they get off the bye week. Yeah, it's like you said earlier, 8-1 and is outstanding. It's beyond imagination what I think a lot of people expected for this team outside the building going into the year. But now these games in November and December – they're the ones you remember, and it's going to be a really tough stretch for this Eagles team coming out of the bye. It'll be up to this coaching staff, which has passed, checked every single box, every box along the way so far this season. I think it'll be a huge test for this team coming out of the bye. So, like, I think it'll do it, man. It's the first show you and I have ever hosted together. We've done yeah. podcasts together. We've worked together for now for five, six years. Obviously, we miss Chris McPherson, who had a little bit of a, a medical procedure done. He'll be back at this desk in two weeks uh, hosting the postgame show presented by Rico. But for Ike Reese, for everybody here at the NovaCare Complex, I'm Fran Duffy. Thanks again for joining us here on the postgame show presented by Rico. Stay tuned for more coverage of this win and the Eagles on PhiladelphiaEagles.com and the Eagles mobile app.